Hello everyone and welcome to the Athlete Tribe podcast. I'm your host Lee Eldridge. In this podcast we'll be talking to elite coaches, practitioners, athletes and high achievers about how to improve performance. We'll be covering topics such as training, improving your sport, work and overall life. I hope you enjoy the show today. Please feel free to leave a review. Today I'm going to be talking about a leadership tool. Now before we begin We need to all understand that we are leaders, whether that is being a CEO of a multinational company, a captain in a professional sports team, or just a husband, mother, brother, sister, whatever it might be. And the most important thing to understand is that we are leaders of ourselves. And what is this one tool for leadership? And it's going to surprise you. And this leadership is something called compassionate inquiry. And it is a psychotherapeutic approach developed by an individual called Dr. Gabe Mate. And basically, it looks into what causes us to react the way we do. Now that you've got that idea, you can start to think about how that's going to affect your leadership. So what is the purpose of compassionate inquiry? Dr. Gabe Mate says that... The purpose is to drill down into the stories that people tell themselves. To get them to see what those stories are telling themselves unconsciously. And what those beliefs are. And helping them to guide to letting those stories go that are not helping them in their lives. Surely we can all see that the stories we tell ourselves has a huge effect on how we lead ourselves and each other. And that those stories play a massive role in how well we are at leading in teams and, again, in each other. One of the building foundations to compassionate inquiry is emotional triggers. Or what triggers an emotional reaction in us. And this is the starting point and one of the major areas that we need to look at if we're going to spend some time inquiring about ourselves. Let's just watch what Dr. Gabe Mata says about that. And that's where freedom actually lies. When, you, when nobody has, if nobody had the power to trigger you, not because you were closed down and shut down and isolated, but because you're totally um, aware of yourself. For the person being triggered, you might want to consider what a trigger actually is. So the metaphor comes from what? It comes from weaponry. And the trigger actually is a very small part of the mechanism. In the gun or the rifle or the pistol or the revolver, machine gun, there's a whole mechanism to deliver the ammunition. There's the ammunition itself. There's something explosive that will propel the ammunition to its target. Then there's a trigger which is this big. Whenever you get triggered, Somebody pulled that trigger, perhaps. But who's the one carrying the ammunition? Who's the one with the mechanism to deliver the ammunition? Who's the one with the explosive material inside them? And where do you want to put your attention? You want to put your attention on on the trigger purely? Or are you curious about what ammunition, what explosive material you're carrying inside? So triggers are really great to work with if you want to get to know yourself. So we can see that 
with his analogy of the gun, the smallest part is the trigger. And now if you think back to times in your life, could have been last week, or yesterday for example, where something happened to you and you had an emotional outburst or an emotional trigger. And the key is that we kind of blame ourselves or we blame others for that trigger. And what he's saying here is that we don't often look at the ammunition or what happens after that trigger is triggered. Now hopefully you can see that this is building towards an area that's, that's hugely popular in management, leadership and personal development and that is self-awareness. And we're always looking or always talking about of developing self-awareness. And it's obviously important then when you feel these emotions is to not necessarily look at the trigger but look at why that's happening not to necessarily blame others, but to look at that explosive material that's inside us. And like with any training, we don't have to do it. We don't have to be physically fit. We don't actually have to go to a gym if we want to. And this applies to the same for emotional and mental health. We don't actually have to do the work, but there's going to be a consequence of this. And if you don't want to get to know yourself, then what we usually do is we just resent whoever did the triggering and that we think they did this to us. Now that's what happens if we, we don't do the work. But what happens if we start to inquire about things that are happening? Let's see the benefit of that. You gain so much liberation if you find out what those what that ammunition is and how you got it and whether you can really defuse it like the, you defuse a bomb you can actually defuse that ammunition inside you through getting to know yourself and that's where freedom actually lies when you when nobody has if nobody had the power to trigger you not because you were closed down and shut down and isolated but because you're totally um, aware of yourself what can we do if we do get triggered well, here's a simple tool to use. So first of all, there's nothing wrong. If something, if you get triggered, that's perfectly all right. So let's just develop or, or, or lay out some strategies as to what to do if that happens. Then one thing you can do is uh, just sit where you are and take some breaths and ground yourself in your body. If it makes you restless enough, you're really welcome to just to get up and leave. And I don't mean leave permanently, I just mean step outside the room and do whatever you need to do to, to ground yourself until you feel comfortable coming back in. Then there's nothing wrong, it's just a person actually taking care of themselves. Now this is a great tool. Very simple, very easy to do. And we have to understand that it's okay to be triggered. That's not the problem. The problem is that we allow that trigger to trigger the ammunition to cause the response. And we have to understand that if we need to change the environment, we need to walk out of the office, we need to walk out of that meeting room to diffuse that ammunition, to allow us to have better relationships, better conversations, that's okay. 
And that is a human being taking care of themselves. Now, let's talk about health. I consider myself to be an holistic performance coach, which means I'm looking at all the different areas of performance to see how they affect each other, how we can enhance one area and that can lead to other improvements in other areas. And we have to understand that it's not just physical health we're talking about here, it's also emotional health and mental health. And that's really important as a leader, that making sure that you have great health across those big three areas. And what's really interesting is the research that's coming out that looks at how our emotional health affects our physical health and the responses that are very similar. Here's the doctor talking about that research, which is truly interesting. And very often the stories we tell ourselves are um, attempts to get away from the pain. I mean, I'm talking about the conscious stories, to get away from the pain or someone to manage it. And those efforts to manage the pain, not to feel it, then are the basic cause of illness. Whether physiological illness, uh, well, all illnesses are physiological, but whether the obviously identified illnesses like autoimmune disease, neurological illness, from multiple sclerosis to amyotrophic lateral sclerosis to fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, Crohn's disease, chronic skin conditions, these all have uh, unresolved and unrecognized emotional underpinnings. And in my view, those underpinnings are rooted very strongly in a person's childhood. Julie and um, John Gottman, and um, they study relationships. And they just written a new book. They've been studying relationships for decades. And they told about one study that not, didn't surprise me at all, but it, it was striking. They studied parents' relationship to one another, whether it was a working, um, satisfactory relationship between the two parents, or whether it was conflictual and um, laden with um, tension and stress. So they studied that in two ways. They interviewed the parents, they interviewed the adults, the couple, and they also collected for 24 hours the urine of their four-year-old children. And they measured over 24 hours the excretion of cortisol, the stress hormone in the child's urine. And they could equally tell from the parents' story, the parents' interview, as from the child's urine, the cortisol, which marriages were unhappy and which were not. Now that's the degree, now I can tell you that the high levels of cortisol are behind a lot of illness. So there you can see how that relationship can have an effect on people around you. So if we looked at an example as a leader, if there is or ongoing tension, arguments, blame culture, not a great environment to be in. And as a leader, you're not supporting that environment to work through diffusing this ammunition. What that can do from a leadership point of view, from a culture point of view, from a performance point of view. And 
this is where this kind of hard skills versus soft skills discussion has come about. And really, if we think about it, it shouldn't be classed like that. It should be looking at leadership as a skill in its entirety. If you haven't come across Dr. Gabe Mate's work, I would strongly suggest that you go out there, read it, have a look at some of the other videos on him. And one of the best examples I've seen, his interview with Tim Ferriss, where he breaks down, or you can actually see his coaching live to a problem. And let's just have a look at how he deals with this reaction of Tim's. I asked people to tell me some recent episode when they're upset with somebody with their lives. Uh, and something that they're open to sharing. So it doesn't have to be anything stored or thing. But just something, you know, whether it's your spouse, partner, the bus driver. I, I don't care who. Sure. A friend. Okay. So are you Isn't willing to go there? Anything. Okay. I can share anything? Just where you were upset with somebody. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what can happened? Describe it. What happened? Yeah. All right. There were a number of uh, issues in my home, broken uh, aspects of the home, things that were falling apart or needed to be fixed physically physically okay yeah right and i had hired someone to do these things right while i was gone okay and i came back and none of them were fixed okay and your emotional reaction was anger rage anger okay anything else besides anger i think they're close cousins frustration frustration uh, is frustration is anger yeah yeah i was disappointed disappointed is sadness yeah it's a different feeling so I was disappointed uh, in myself also because I started to look at how maybe... Well, disappointed is not so much an emotion as a state of mind. I'm asking what the emotions were. I'm, I'm, What's inside disappointment? Something didn't happen. I wanted it to happen. How do I feel? Isn't there sadness there? Sure. Yeah, there's sadness. I'm not talking into it. I'm just asking. Well, I, I suppose I'm... I might be confusing state of mind and states of mind and emotions. Yeah. Since I'm not sure how to do yeah, so it. I'm looking at the raw emotion. Yeah, sadness. So there's anger and sadness. Those are the emotions. Let's let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a silly question. What were you sad and angry about? Well, I suppose the answer, which is not the right answer I'm expecting, was I was angry that someone had made commitments to me and not fulfill those commitments. And what uh, that, and, okay, well, that, that's what happened. They had made the commitment, and affirmed, but that doesn't tell me what you were sad or angry about. What, 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 what does that mean that they didn't fulfill their commitments? Uh, meant that they didn't care about me, they didn't, uh -huh. uh, have that they they didn't, didn't res respect me. So they didn't care about you and didn't respect you. What kind of person doesn't get cared or respected? I might need a lifeline here. I don't know. Someone who doesn't deserve to be cared for or respected. Exactly. Right. Somebody unworthy, right? Sure. Or respect and, and, and care. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, if there are other people here, which there usually are when I do this exercise, I would ask them, okay, we just listened to uh, Tim tell us about this experience. Are there other reasons why this other person might not have done the work right. that has nothing to do with yep. him or her not caring about Tim or not respecting him. So what other reasons might there be? 
A million and one. I mean, Name it, one. Yeah, the, it, he could have. He could be in the hospital. He could be in the hospital. His what part, else? cared one could have been in a car accident. Exactly. Uh, he had a, a flight delay and got caught on Puerto Rico during a hurricane. I'm, yeah, it, he's got ADHD. Yeah. Uh, he and he can't follow through. Um, he's under stress and he couldn't. Right. Do, okay. 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 The, okay the, now e the email that I was supposed to send is sitting in drafts, and I thought I had sent it, but in fact, he never received it. I mean. Okay, and any number of possibilities. Yeah. Now, of all the possibilities that you've just uh, outlined, including that he, they don't care about you or respect you, which is the worst one? The one I immediately defaulted to. Right. So well, no, I mean, the worst. If the guy's dead, then it's bad. But no, no, but internally. Yeah, internally, yeah. the worst yeah. assumption yeah. is the one that I immediately made. Exactly. So let's notice something. Mm. A, you, I should say we, because we're all like this, we don't respond to what happens. Mm -hmm. We respond to our perception of what happens. Let's just stop it there quickly and just touch on that point about perception. How many times have you been thinking to yourself, oh, I can't believe it's happened to me. Why have they done this? And for me, an example with coaching is, you know, working with professional athletes and you're like, why are they not turning up on time? Why are they not taking it seriously? You know, I'm spending my time developing this, why are they not doing it? And that perception then kind of manifests itself and snowballs into, I'm not good enough, I'm not good at this, why can't I get it done? All those types of things. And that's not right. But that's our perception. And if we think back, I definitely can think back now to what happened when I was a kid about what I tell myself. And it goes all the way back to the definition of compassion inquiry. Those stories that we tell ourselves and how that limits us moving forward. Right. Okay. That's what the Buddha said. It's with our minds we create the world. So that um, if you'd found out he had ADHD or, or he was stressed or, you know, you might have been sad for him, but you would not have been angry and you would not have been sad. Okay, uh, you, you might have, you know. So first of all, we don't respond to what happens. We respond to our perception of what happens, to our interpretation of what happens. Number one, number two, of all the possible interpretations, we choose the worst one. Yeah. Number two. Thirdly, what I just said isn't true. We didn't choose it. It's not like you went through all these possibilities <laughs> and you right. said was it multiple choice? Yeah. I chose option D. Oh no, he doesn't care about me. You know, he doesn't respect me. You didn't do that. Your brain jumped there automatically, right? We don't respond to what happens. We respond to the perception of what happens. We always pick the worst thing. The question is why? Yeah. Now here's the learning. First time in your life that you felt hurt and angry that you when you perceived somebody didn't care about you or didn't respect you. Or has it happened before? This is where the exercise might 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 go sideways. I'm, I'm going to hit pause on that. I think that's probably for more of a conversation over wine. But you probably agree it's not the first time. It's not the first time. Very good. And most people I talk to, um, it goes back way back. Yeah, this goes way back. In, into childhood. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what trauma is. We don't respond to the present moment. We respond to the past. I just had to quickly stop it there to highlight that and red flag it, that how important that is. We don't respond to the present, we respond to the past. And we have such little control over what's happened in the past. We have to understand that that is going to affect that present moment. 
and we have to dive deeper into it to become a true leader. Because leadership is all about staying in the present moment. Along the lines of our discussion, it's a beautiful learning opportunity. Now you get to know. Now what if you assumed for a moment that you're the most lovable, most worthy of care, most worthy of respect person in the history of the universe, and this guy doesn't do your home? What's your response? Any number of the other options, which does not trigger yeah. an intense negative emotional state. Yeah. None so, of those other options would trigger that. So something in you, I would argue, still believes that you're not worthy of care and respect. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets triggered. So who's the one that doesn't care about you? And who's the one that doesn't think you're worthy of respect? No, it'd be me. It'd be you. Yeah. So that's a learning. No, it is. And this yeah. is exactly what you're talking about. You're this saying is, how these difficult yeah. things, how these uh, problems are always teaching opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of healing is that when you reframe things and you, and you actually see the source within ourselves, all of a sudden, that's liberating. Because guess what? If you're feeling that way because this guy did this or didn't do that, that makes you a victim. Yeah. But if you see that you're the source, yeah. now you're powerful. For me, that's such a great little clip of a true professional at his, his work and understanding the emotions that people come to him with and can ask the right questions to dive deeper. Now for me, this work is truly, truly important and it's uncomfortable and it's something where you don't want to do it. But the worst case scenario is that you're just going to continue this cycle of being in the past. And to a certain level, it doesn't matter how good you know those memories are, of the past and what's happened. As we've said before, we'll always kind of find the worst thing that's happened to us. And we'll always take that as the gold standard of what happened. And I think for me, the more that you do this type of work, the more it uncovers. But then the more you do it, the easier it gets. And it's kind of a positive feedback loop. And I hope that you've enjoyed this video. And I want you to leave with the idea that if you truly want to become a high-performing leader, you need to spend that time on yourself. I think that's where we sometimes miss a trick because what we're thinking about is communication skills, leadership, management, development, models. And what we're not doing is looking at ourselves in a mirror and saying, what ammunition am I storing up? That's it for this week. A truly interesting topic about leadership and compassion inquiry. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe button, notification, and give us a thumbs up. Drop us any comments below about videos that you want us to make or areas of performance. Keen to hear your feedback. Also in the link in the bio is a link to our performance test where you can go out and have a look at the areas that you need to improve to improve your performance. Again, thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, check out Dr. Gabe Mate's work. A wealth of knowledge. Great guy. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy your training.